The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. Instead, it's brought them something totally more, far more desirable. Compliment her on how great she looks. Already got that couple. Let me hear it. Uh, there may be lots of fish in the sea, Maria, but you're the only one I would like to mount over my fireplace. That's not bad. I haven't been with a man for a long time. Me neither. They're not getting older. They're getting luckier. But just when he thought he'd hooked the catch of a lifetime... I think I like you better before you are getting any. She takes over his favorite bait shop. You should see the sign she put up, honey. Stop moving. If Max could see me now, I'd never live it down. <laughs> Jack Lemmon. Walter Matthau, and Mark, and Sophia Loret. Buon appetito. Should we ask her for some garlic bread? I'd rather kiss a dead moose's butt. Shall I call you? Grumpier, old man. Well, you say we go back to my place. I'll show you my cameloni. Well, you gotta stick with what works. Alright guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Jimbo. Today joined once again by my co-host. The the younger but still grumpy housing. <laughs> He's the a tired young man, is what T- we should call Tired him. young man, yes. So, um, as you may uh, notice, this is being released on Thanksgiving Day. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful time with family. Get your bellies full. Shove the turkey in your face. Stuffing's always the best. The store-bought one, homemade stuffing. And just spend time with your family and enjoy yourself today. So, but we thought we'd throw a little Thanksgiving episode out there just to help spread some more holiday cheer. Kyle, it's about time to go Christmas shopping and decorating. And oh boy, I'm not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) No one really is ever prepared. Exactly. Exactly. But Kyle, before we get started. um, Question for me. Question for you. Ooh, interesting. I didn't see that one coming. Grumpy old men. Stars the famous duo actors 
uh, duet acting of uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Uh, yes. R- really great. Where do you rank them among the top duo performances in movies? And who would you say are the best? Uh, uh, give me like your top five best oh, boy. duo actors or duo actresses. Duo actors. That is a... That's a kind of a tall order on the spot because like it's weird. That first off was like Lethal Weapon of like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and then there's like probably Bad Boys of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. I mean, there's Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Oh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. For sure. There's Abbott yeah. and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Laurel and um, Hardy. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Man, there's a whole lot of. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of a thing where like Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthew like their duo kind of like it only spans like eh, three or four movies kind of like how you want to keep it um, but it just it, 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 it was it, it was so bright a star for that brief moment that it burned out quickly you know like it was like right at the end of the career and like near the beginning of their careers like they both did like two great movies together with Grumpy Old Man and with um, The Odd Couple um, so I think like they're very noteworthy, but like they might not even make like the top ten in my mind, uh, or like they're like, or if they are like they're right at ten. I don't know what the top one is in my mind because I have to make this list on the spot. I don't know how it even go, but uh, I feel like it's like one of those things like uh, you know, it, it's you're missing out if you don't watch this duo acting together. But it's not like they they weren't the biggest deal in Hollywood even for the moment of this movie. They weren't the biggest deal in Hollywood. I don't think so. I think like the you know around tennis, either on the bottom of the top tier list or like or not on the list at all. That's how they kind of qualify in my list. I just think like, that where, they, where would you kind of put them? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are very good together. Um, yeah, they have that chemistry on screen, and this movie is just hilarious. Um, oh, top to bottom, right? So and the sequel is too. You know, I I would say even though their work isn't maybe. Um, maybe they don't have as many credits to their name as far as working Work together. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still think they're a top-notch uh, duo um, because the ones that they did do together stand above some of the ones that span the the duos that span their entire career. Yeah, um, where they just put movies out after movie after movie, where some of them were just like, "This is why 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 are we even making this movie?" But I understand they were probably signed to a contract. They had to produce so many movies, you know, and if he's doing yeah. this movie, I have to do this movie with him. Um, but I think these two together, they're hilarious. Oh, absolutely. I agree, too. And you know. and, and, and I, I think I'd much rather watch these two together than maybe some of the other ones that you already named, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or I named. Um, because it's just, they're just so good. Yeah. And it's a movie that's like... It feels like it was impossible to get made even for the time that it was made. And especially now, like, no one's going to make a movie like this right anymore. But, like, you have two very senior actors. And you even have you know, a one more senior than both of them on the screen, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. With, 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 uh, Burgess with Meredith. Burgess Meredith. And you have these, you know, yeah, two incredibly, like, you know, like, you know, like, like, Icons. justifiably, you know, basically, like, they retire. Like, they had, like, both had excellent careers of not, like, they weren't, like, the top-tier Hollywood stars. But, like, they came together right at the end of their career, basically, like that. And all of a sudden, they had this big blowout success of this movie that took everyone by surprise. And it's like, oh, it's impossible to think. Like, you know, you you can't. 
you can't craft that. You know, it just, that happens almost spontaneously to have a movie about um, two actors, such seniors of their craft, um, all of a sudden discovering they have this comedic repertoire together at the last moment. You know, I wish there was like twenty years of these guys working together, but like, no, there's just like these are like like grumpy old men, the odd couple, and the sequels they have to them. Like that's kind of it. Uh, there's also I think it was out to see Walt Matthews mm-hmm. as well. Out to see Walt Matthews as well. Like it makes a fifth kind of like a movie as well. So it's like. You know, they had a few, but, like, man, you wish you had a whole lot more. Um, and they did share by but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going in circles now. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, let's land this plane, right? Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, uh, go ahead and take away Grumpy Old Men. All right, Grumpy Old Men released on December of 1993, just after I was born, actually. <laughs> wow, this movie's old. This movie's old now, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this movie is a millennial. <laughs> Every, exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a millennial. Um, it can rent cars now. Yay. <laughs> um, directed by, um, um, I hope I can pronounce his name right, his last name properly, but Donald Petrie. Um, written by Mark Stephen John- Johnson. Um, composer was um, Alan Silvestri. And cinematographer was Johnny E. Jensen. Editor was Bonnie Kohler. And casting director was Sharon Harold Field. Opening weekend, we have a gross earnings of $3.9 million. And a fun fact about inflation right now, uh, inflation from the year I was born to now is only about 105%. So it's actually just roughly like easy, like two times and we're done. So that adds up to about um, $8 million opening the weekend. So big success there. We don't really actually have the budget for the film, but $8 million is like, you know, not... Nothing to slash out, but the big money came later where um, gross worldwide was $70.1 million. And I guarantee that movie didn't cost that much to make. <laughs> and if we just have for inflation, that comes out to about $144 million, just a little bit over. Yeah, so $144 million gross worldwide. No wonder this movie got a sequel because it was a, you know, a blockbuster for the time in a really impressive way. Uh, moving on to a quick summary of the plot here. Um, John and Max are elderly men living next door to each other. They're continuously arguing and insulting each other and have been this way for over 50 years. One day, Ariel moves into the street. Both men are attracted to her, and their rivalry, stir- their rivalry steps into gear as they compete. For and it's her hilariously life. ensued. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> So, going on to some of the, um, the technical details here, we have a runtime of about 103 minutes. Sound mix was a Dolby Stereo mix. This is a color film. Um, aspect ratio is 1.85 by 1. Camera was the Panavision Panaflex camera. And let's see here, that makes for the technical specs of the films. Um, for a oh, quick little um, side detour to filming locations. This film was largely filmed in um, East St. Paul, Minnesota, in USA, um, for both houses for jo- for Gun- for John and Max for you know their characters and Ariel for as well. So that really is a real street you can go to and see those houses. I guess mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're still you know up there today. Be a cool field trip for anyone in Minnesota. All right, road you know, trip, road trip. I'll go right now on location. Yeah, on location, right there in the house. <laughs> Recording the podcast. Can you imagine recording in Walter Matthau's? <laughs> I wonder if the house looks the same on the inside as it does at the out. I don't no, know. No, we'd like, probably we'd probably have to get the little ice shack that the vision in. <laughs> yeah, it actually, it doesn't say here on filming locations if the inside of the house was the, the house they filmed. Uh, presumably, like outside shots of the house, and then you're in the set for the inside shots. I'm sure they are, but still, like that's really cool. 
<laughs> uh, moving on here, we have. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm jumping all over the place. It feels like um, we have a quick little side award to the award details. In 1994, it was nominated for the funniest actor in a motion picture for the leading role to Jack Lemmon. So nice nomination there. Honored to be nominated right there. In 1994, it also won the BMI Film and TV Music Award to Alan Silvestri. So the the, the soundtrack is something like I I didn't really think of watching the film, but. It plays in great the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like it's like it takes a back seat to like uh, amplify everything the actors are doing in a really good way. It doesn't draw attention to itself in the best way possible. And so moving on here, we of course have the cast that made this film what it is. Uh, truly, about, about this cast, this movie just—it's almost an all-star cast. It, it really, really, really is. Um, yeah, everyone on here has been like in a noteworthy film um, out, outside of this, and that's great. And it's a small cast too, so I can get through it pretty quick. Yeah. So of course we have for the leading roles. Well, I, I'm going to say co-leading roles. Um, technically, Jack Lemmon is the leading role here, though. So Jack Lemmon plays the character of John Gustafson. Um, Jack Lemmon also, of course, best known for such films such as The Apartment in 1960 and um, Some Like It Hot in 1959. Um, so there's there, um, of course, The Odd Couple as well as like the first movie they kind of started together. Moving on, we have Walter Matthew playing the character of Matthew. Max. Walter Matthau, correct. Thank you. Um, playing Walter Matthau. I, I always want to say Matthew. Um, Walter Matthau playing the character of Max Goldman. Um, Walter Matthau was also in the film, of course, The Odd Couple in 1968. And he was also in Bat- The Bad News Bears in 1976. Great the original movie. version. Excellent movie. Yeah. I watched the uh, the Billy Bob Thornton version. I was very confused by the whole movie. And uh, once I watched the original, I'm like, oh, okay, you can actually be good. I don't like the Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Next up, we have Anne Margaret playing um, Ariel Trox. Um, yeah, Ariel Trox, sure. Um, Anne Margaret, also in the films um, Made in Paris in 1966 and Viva Las Vegas in 1964. Good old Elvis Presley movie. Yeah. Next, we have Burgess Meredith playing <sighs> Grandpa Gustafson, uh, stealing every single scene oh, he's man, in. He's hilarious. Especially in the sequel, I agree. No, the sequel's <laughs> oh, really hilarious. He's fantastic. Um, Burgess Meredith, actually, like I think like his most iconic role, um, not not this movie, but like up there, like this is probably, in my opinion, his second most iconic role. Um, even though he had a car entire group for this, for being an old man, <laughs> but his first most iconic role to me is the um, the Rocky movies, where he was um, Rocky's trainer well, in the original nineteen seventy six. He's and, uh, also um, world renowned, known for the Penguin in the Batman series, the nineteen sixty six. That makes sense too. Yeah, I think. It's weird that I never put an actor to the face on that, but that makes sense. Now I have to look back and rewatch some old episodes of old Adam West Batman. It'd be great. Um, and also, he was in the Clash of the Titans movie in 1981. Oh, yeah. yeah and he so. was also in, um, if you listen to our uh, Twilight Zone series, he was also in season one, um, Time Enough at Last, where he plays the... Uh, his, his wife's always picking on him because he likes to read. Mm-hmm. So he goes down to a bank vault to read uh, to get away from everybody. Yeah. And an atomic bomb goes off. <laughs> but he's got these real thick glasses, right? So all he wants to do is read. So yep. the time he comes up and he's the last man in the world. And he goes to this library and he starts stacking up these books like Aristotle, Plato. You know, he's got them all stacked up. And he goes to sit down, dude, and his glasses fall off and breaks. <laughs> he's like, it's not fair because he broke his glasses. He yeah. has all this time to read now. And he broke his glasses so he can't read. It's kind of tragic. <laughs> oh, no, no. And that's, that's probably like one of the most classic episodes of Twilight Zone, yeah. too. We were like Futurama and The Simpsons both did a parody on that. <laughs> that's hilarious. 
<coughs> oh, excuse my cough. There he goes. Yeah, the yeah, Burgess Mathers and everyone on this cast actually like they have a cast. Li- they, you know, they have an IMD list that goes like well into the upper fifties. I'm sure. Um, next up, we have Daryl Hannah playing Melanie. Um, Daryl Haney was also in the film Splash with Tom Hanks mm-hmm. in 1984. That's a good movie, too. Yes, excellent movie. I remember that was getting some controversy um, relatively recently when Disney Plus launched because they did some edits to um, uh, mask some of her bits. <laughs> mask <laughs> some of her bits. In the Disney Plus version. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was also in the film Wall Street in 1982 as well. Um, next up, we have Kevin Pollack playing Jacob Goldman. Uh, Max Goldman's son. Um, Kevin Pollock was also in the film A Few Good Men um, back in 1992, which we'll be covering here pretty soon. And he was also in the film The Usual Suspects in 1995. Next up, we have Ozzie Davis playing the character of Chuck, the uh, the uh, fishbait store owner. I believe it was, yeah, the mm-hmm. fishbait store owner. Yep. Ozzie Davis was also in the film Do the Right Thing in 1989. Next up, we have Buck Henry playing Snyder. Buck Henry was also in the film The Graduate in 1967. Did you ever watch The Graduate, Kyle? Yes, I actually, I own it on Blu-ray, and I've seen it a few times. Um, it's, uh, whew, boy, <laughs> it's a lot of a movie. Um, yeah. It's interesting. That, 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 that film captures that feeling of that malaise so perfectly well, and that wandering of, like, what in the world am I supposed to do with my whole life? And the ending of the film haunts me, <laughs> just keeping that shot going, not telling the actors it was over. Um, movie worth covering someday, but it's hard to get on digital platforms. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, that's the cast of um, Grumpy Old Men right there. Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot of trivia. I got a a few things for this movie, but um, it's just one of those movies that you're going to just have to watch because... The the movie speaks for itself in so many ways. It's a short movie, like it's worth... The the thing about this movie is it's hilarious and and it's a comedy, but man, is there a serious undertone towards the end of the movie? You know what I mean? It's just very... These two guys have been fighting for... What, 50 years mm-hmm. and um, when when tragedy strikes one of them um, the other one steps up I think I think it was really well done so yeah. uh, we'll talk about a little bit of that as we go along um, so uh, after filming this movie in Minnesota in freezing temperatures so they were filming up there uh, Walter Matthau was hospitalized with double pneumonia oh wow yeah and Jeez. at his age that's, dude, that's, you know that's, I mean? that's kind of scary yeah yeah uh, this is actually, they actually did 10 movies together. This is the sixth one out of it, uh, where they became great friends, uh, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, so. I feel like this is the one that broke out, you know, this is like. It broke out, but it's their, it's their sixth one, you know? <laughs> Yeah, 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 but so it was like, you know, the odd couple were really of, good. And like, I kind of almost wish that this was made into a TV show with them. Because I could watch this every week, episodic week week, oh, where they get all kinds of yeah. cohorts yeah, and everything. Yeah. You know, this could easily be like a four season show. I'm just like, like, oh yeah, every yeah. Just what, what hijinks did they get into this time? Trying to do the rivalry with each other. Yeah, right. they could have been some great stuff. Uh, yeah. So they're always pulling tricks on each other. So, mm-hmm. but when Max uh, is changing John's TV channel, remember he's got the remote where he's changing the channels. Mm-hmm. You can actually see three different Little Caesars pizza commercials <laughs> from 1992, dude. <laughs> didn't realize that that's hilarious good i'm sure that was intentional too good good marketing good marketing on that front um although this character is supposed to be 94 years old in this movie burgess meredith was in fact 85 years old when this movie was filmed and was only 17 years older than jack lemon who portrayed his son in this movie (laughs) oh man can you imagine working with burgess meredith in this movie though i mean he was just if you ever watched the outtakes dude he just says some of the funniest stuff and you're like 
What? Especially the yeah. sequel when he's in that grocery store. The oh, sequel. and all the fruit and stuff. Oh my god, the vegetables! It's like, oh my god. Oh man, just, you, I'm sure they couldn't stop that man. He was just talking nonstop, and they just like, okay, we have to turn on the cameras because we just got to capture these moments. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were strongly considered for the roles of John and Max, respectively, but both declined because of Martin's frail health, which prevented him from taking the role. Martin died in December of 1995, right around the exact same time this movie sequel, Grumpy Old Men, was released in theaters. So, oh, that's sad. Could you have I, seen them doing it? Oh, yeah. To extent, I think they yeah, would have been yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. They would have been all right. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the theatrical trailer, and also at the end of the movie, it's the same thing. Uh, there's a scene. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, but it's at the end of the movie, and I don't, I don't know if it's midway through the credits. It might be before the credits, or it might be at the end. I can't remember, but it's in there. I watched it on 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 my take uh, on my copy. Okay, there's an outtake of Walter Matthau in the bathtub, saying directly into the camera, "If I'd known there was going to be a nude scene, I would have asked for an extra million. <laughs> <laughs> the crew found this so hilarious that they ended up using it as a post credit scene. So it's a post credit. Oh, scene. that's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember seeing that at least once in my life, but I don't think I ever stuck because remember remember because he's in the bathroom, they're getting mm-hmm. scrubbed up because yeah. they're go over and they're going to talk to Ariel. So they're all they're both trying to yeah. <laughs> uh, the stuff. tune that Max hums whenever he is on the prowl for love is the Barbarossaville. <laughs> Every time I see Barbarossaville, all I can think of is that Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. What do you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's classic. Yeah. Uh, Max tells Snyder John Gustafson that Gustafson is a menace. The same line he used in Dennis the Menace talking about Dennis Mitchell. And if you haven't seen Walter Matthau as Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace, oh, yeah, yeah. he's probably perfectly cast for that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these, like, he feels built for the role in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's like Patrick Stewart is like like a Professor X. It's like, oh, wow, you, you, yeah, you're just that guy. <laughs> That's you now. Now, Kyle... Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but you said the composer for this was Alan Silvestri. Yeah, Al- Alan Silvestri. Uh, well, right. So, throughout this film, you can hear the instrumental version of A Whole New World from Disney's Aladdin. I think he did Aladdin soundtrack, if I'm not wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed like some instrumental samples and probably put those See together. See if he did. Way. I believe he did it. I'll, I'll look up if, I, if my memory serves. Of course, I'm getting older now. My memory is not what it used to be. But exactly. I think he did, too. Yeah. Um, so let's move on while Kyle is doing a little... Silvestri. <laughs> oh, John, Max, and Ariel's homes featured in this film are all located on the same block neighboring uh, Fallon Lake in a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota. All homes currently have new owners, though, and then those at the time of this film's production. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gosh, I'm looking it up right now. Give me a few moments. Sorry. Man, you thought being a millennial, you'd be a little quicker, I think. I just, I just, like, there's, Polar, there's, there's Polar Express, Back to the Future, and a bunch of other movies. Why don't you just look up Aladdin? I was, I thought it would be better to look up the name. I didn't oh think yeah, he, so now you I didn't think he did six hundred eighty movies. movies. <laughs> um, Apparently, he's very prolific. Most sorry. Aladdin. Oh, now you're gonna do it, right? Yeah. Because you because you bullied me into it. <laughs> uh, reading is fundamental. Um, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau both did not think this movie would be anything special, and were surprised that it became a box office success on a budget of around thirty-five million, 35 and making million. seventy million. Seventy million. Oh, okay, cool. That's so it. Yeah, double so made money. doubled his money. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, what in the world? Yeah, Kyle. There was like there was like fifteen thousand fan sites, but none of them like like where's the just go to IMDb. Look up Aladdin. What do you think I'm trying to do, Jimbo? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. You just said a bunch of fan sites, so I don't know what you're trying to do over there. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be take a shortcut 
It doesn't always work, huh? Mm-hmm. Who asked for this? <laughs> okay. As she leaves the pharmacy, Ariel says goodbye to all of the men, but neglects to say anything to the woman who works there. <laughs> <laughs> the music violin was by Alan Minkin, not ah. by Alan So close, Vanessa. So was Alan. I was close. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're looking at the right Aladdin? Yes, I'm <laughs> okay. sure you're right <laughs> I don't even acknowledge they're Aladdin. I should just said Alan. <laughs> uh, uh, when John is frying eggs, then looks at Max's fishing pole, the pink bowl has a spatula in it, but the next scene, the spatula is just leaning on the bowl. Oh. Weird little continuity here. Those little things. Yeah. Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, and that fishing pole Max uses the entire time. What's it called? Uh, oh. oh, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Gosh, I forgot the name of the fishing rod. Yeah, I should have wrote that down. It wasn't the spruce. No, it wasn't spruce. That, that's a that's a plane. <laughs> the spruce screws is a plane. Uh, uh, it is. It I would say like the big Kahuna, but I, that's not right either. I don't it, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something like that. Um, during the fight scene at the pond, John briefly calls Max Einstein. Walter Matthau actually played Albert Einstein in the movie IQ in 1994. Did you ever see that? I've never seen that. I haven't either. Huh. Um, I'm Googling the Grumpy Old Man fishing pole to see if I can find it. The Green Hornet. Green Hornet. The Green Hornets. Which, wow, you can get some pretty good replicas for like 60 bucks. Not bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kyle's. Do you want to go Green Hornet? Kyle's shopping while we're doing this. This is amazing. Um, The first result was a shopping page for it. (laughs) And last but not least, Walter Matthau and Margaret and Burgess Meredith all had worked with Elvis Presley in three separate films. Mathal was in King Creole with Elvis in 1958 and was in Viva Las Vegas. In 1964. Yep. And Burgess Meredith was in Stay Away Joe with Elvis in 1968. And I never knew that. Pretty cool. I don't even know if I've ever seen Stay Away Joe. I don't know if I've heard of Stay Away Joe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. But I, now that I know Burgess Meredith, then I guess what? I'm going to have to I find that Check it out way. sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Kyle, I know this is a shorter episode. It is Thanksgiving. But what do you think of Grumpy Old Men? Grumpy Old Men is an absolute classic. It is a movie that I want to watch every year at least. Um, I think it is a comedy spectacular. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> I just think it's just it is it is top tier comedic movie. I think it captures a, a, a humanity that is rarely seen in films. Like this is some real kind of you know Midwest American life in so many ways of just like everyone knows people kind of like this in a way that I really appreciate and uh, it is so sorely missing even at the time and now especially it's just like so many there's so few films I feel like they capture like a regular people kind of movie to an extent and this comedy hits it on the hail it hits it on the head without uh, um, feeling um, like it's demeaning in any way or that it's just like simple slapstick that has no has no depth to it this movie actually has depth to it these characters feel like real people and I really appreciate this film so overall I think it's it, it, you know it's uh, it's top tier it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a movie you keep in your life <laughs> that's that's kind of movie I kind of put it up there so that's Real top tier in my mind, so uh, I think it's fantastic. Jimbo, how do you feel about Grumpy Old Man? Man, it's a great movie. Uh, them two together, but I think the star of the show has got to be Burgess Meredith. He is just... Everything... I don't even know if they had a script for him, because some of the stuff that he says is just like... Yeah. Like, either they had a script for him, he would just, he would just throw it out, and he'd just like, I, I, know, I know what to do, and he walks because everything on stage. Because everything he's going to say is going to be funnier than what you could have written anyway. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. and I think it's cool to see him, you know, 
the depth of his character, especially in the sequel too. Uh, we were going to do both of them at the same time, but um, I didn't get around to watching it for one. But yeah. uh, it's it's just so funny. I mean, I I can sit here and I almost spit my soda all over the place when I was watching this because you know it's been a minute since I saw it. But when you see it, and it's just the, when them guys, uh, you remember when they're getting all dressed up, you know, they're scrubbing and everything, yeah. and Jack Lemmon does the old put the aftershave on like Macaulay Culkin, yeah. you know. There's a lot of, um, I guess, homages to other movies in this that if you pay closer attention, you will see. Um, there was a big homage to M.A.S.H. Um, if you pay attention to the... Uh, the lake scene with all the ice uh, ice houses on it. Mm-hmm. There is a, like a signpost that says, you know, su- oh, such and such this yeah. way, bait and tackle this way, and all that. So that's something like Mash used to do on the TV show. Um, but it is a really funny movie. It's a really good movie, and there is actually a point to the movie. Uh, it's not just let's be funny just to be funny or stupid to be stupid. There's actually the even though the two people hated each other allegedly uh, for fifty years over. Basically, one of them stealing the other one's girlfriend at the time, a lady that he loved, um, to see what happens when uh, Jack Lemon has a heart attack uh, because they're fighting. And basically, Walter Matthau, he, he says, look, how are you going to take care of her? Because Jack Lemon is struggling throughout this movie. Financially, Financially, yeah. uh, they're going to take his house. And Ariel moves in, and he wants to make a play for her. But... Uh, Walter Mouth was like, how are you going to support her? You know, they're going to take your house and all that. And he's like, fine, you win. So basically, there's this big old fight going on. And it's around the holiday times. And the kids, the the one has a a son, the other one has a daughter. And they said, look, can you just go make up with him? It's it's Christmas, you know, can you just make up? And so he goes down to the local bar where Jack Lemmon is and they start talking. Well... They get in another little spit there, and Jack Lemon leaves, and uh, he ends up having a heart attack on the way home. You know, he starts going numb, and he falls in the snow. And that's when Walter Matthau finally leaves the bar, and he sees him. And then, basically, Walter Matthau ends up, you know, saying, look, I did it for the wrong reasons. He pays off the debt that uh, Jack, Jack Lemon owes yeah. uh, so he could keep his house. He said, look, you know, he, he said uh, he stopped seeing the woman because... Jack Lemon loved her and she liked him. You know, what I mean, it's 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 just a heartwarming movie. And and you know, we we sit here and we say it's a comedy, but it's it's so much more than a comedy because it's a funny movie, but yet it's a sincere movie. And you, and you get those feelings of happiness, I guess, at the end of the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely worth a watch. Um, I, I don't know what more to say than it's it's great. Uh, five stars for me, and it should definitely be watched by at least. Everybody at least one time in their life, and oh, the sequel certainly. definitely ties right in, and it might even be more heartbreaking than this movie. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, there you have it. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode, um, but we wanted to make sure we got something out for uh, Thanksgiving. I know it's been a couple weeks. I had a hole in my tooth, and I had to go get a root canal, but they couldn't schedule me for the root canal till a week later. Yeah. So the pain that I was in. Um, Tylenol, Advil, Orgel, nothing would touch it. So I was so desperate that I would be taking pieces of bread and shoving it up into the hole just to make sure because the pain was so bad. At work, I'd I'd be eating like blueberry muffins and shoving stuff up there just so I could. That was probably the most pain I've had in seven days straight uh, in a long time. So, But now we're back. 
uh, better than ever. Yeah, and I understand. We, I've been to the ER for a tooth pain before, so I understand. Yeah, like, it, Kyle's it, like, it oh, bad. and uh, no, exactly what you're talking about. Kyle did go get to see his <laughs> kid. Kyle did get to go see his nephew over this time. So exactly, seen some pictures. Looked like he was having some fun. His yeah, dad was having a lot of fun. Absolutely adorable. So, yeah, yeah. Happy to be an uncle. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty awesome. We got to go spend some family time. So um, if we ever miss any time, it's either number one, because one of us isn't feeling well, or something like that where Kyle's brother or my family live in another state, and we're going to take time to go do that. Okay. So I think family is very important. Yeah, yeah. Podcast so, is a lot of fun. Life comes first sometimes. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, and work usually, even though we don't want to, really takes priority. You know? Unfortunately. So, unfortunately. Well, with that being said, we work. hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Hope your bellies are full. Hope we got to make you laugh a little bit this. And we'll see you here again shortly. And with that being said, this episode's coming to a close. And that's a wrap. And cut. <laughs>